just how much of your life are you going to let coronavirus ruin? Huh? <laughs> I should have some other statement ready to go there. Uh, no, but seriously, like how much of the coronavirus are you going to let take away from your life? I mean, these days since what, March 15th, we're never getting back. So during this time, how much are you going to give up? And there's one listener that says, listen, even though I might have coronavirus, I can't say I'm not going to go to this event today on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy not just any mama's boy, you're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. It is a uh, 75% Weller show than it was on Friday. So that's good. That's good. Welcome. I'm Steve Kramer. It's a feel-good podcast. That's what this is. And my mom is just the greatest mom. I hope you can kind of adopt her as your own, mentally at least, because she's got the best words of wisdom. I do the show with her. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Uh, we are going to start the show by talking about COVID test. And I know it's not the most exciting topic to start with, but it's uh, kind of what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I We both now have had COVID test. And we didn't have, by the end of last week, I didn't have much of an update on what was going to happen with me. And I was just going to go get a test. And so Friday after the show, uh, or actually we didn't do a show Friday, Friday afternoon, I went and I drove down to Chula Vista, which is about 20 minutes from my house. And I, uh, I had an appointment for three fifty at CVS and I get there and there's like a line of about six cars and I'm like, well, this, uh, this can't be good, but it's okay. So I waited maybe an extra 30, 40 minutes to actually get to the front of the line and you drive up and they ask you for all your information. And then you basically have to administer the test yourself and yeah so they they use the little you know like the little whatever you call it at a bank where they put stuff out you know the little tray thing and they they drop the test and then you uh, have to rip it out this little uh, swab thing out of the packet and it's all you know sealed up and everything and then she will like talk you through it she'll be like okay all right let's go up your, your right nostril and then you have to shove it up your nose and then it's probably i can't even tell you how long but long enough to be uh, not terrible, but definitely not great. Is and there then, a marker on there so that you know yeah. that it's gone? Okay. It's got like a little plug at the, at the, at the bottom of it. So you can't go too far. Okay. Uh, but of course your eyes are all watering and she's counting, oh, giving yeah. you 15 seconds and you shove it up your nose and you have to like spin the little, uh, nostril thing around left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right, 15 seconds, pull it out, shove it up the other nostril. Uh, and then you drop it into the little, you know, like a normal health container thing that you'd see at the doctor's office. And then you're, you're on your way. Um, how did your test go? Cause you didn't do a drive up one, which I think is so weird to do it yourself, but it is what it is. Where did you actually have yours done? So we went to an urgent care. Okay. Um, and, um, there was no wait except that we had to wait a while in the room. But yeah, and um, the nurse practitioner came in with all her garb on, and I had to have a flu test too because she said my symptoms were could also be flu. So that's a nose swab as well. So she did that one first, and then she did the COVID. But she did it all. I mean, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have to have to shove it up your nose. That's one of those things like you know you can do, but you don't really want to do it. You know, you like. Looking at yourself in your rearview mirror, like I know I can have the strength to do this, but I just don't know if I, if I, if I can, if I can actually pull this off. So I got mm. it done, and when I was pulling off, she said it would take 
two to seven days <laughs> to get the results, right? Uh-huh. Now, that was Friday, so two days. And I don't know if she meant business days or regular days, but mm-hmm. two days would probably be today. So I've been, of course, logging in all weekend just to like check and see, like, is it now? Do I have it now? Is it now? Can I just see? Because I'm ready to like kind of get on my life a little bit over here. I still feel like I'm kind of back in quarantine, even though I was before, but it was my choice last time. Right. Now I feel like I'm, I'm forced to be home, which is not as fun. Right. Uh, so I get on and there's nothing there. And um, when I log on, it's like, hi, uh, COVID tests have been high demand. So it may be six to 10 days before <laughs> you actually get your results. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, well, even 10 days, that's, it's not terrible. Uh, but so I started posting on social media that I was, you know, checking and trying to get my results. And I've heard such horror stories from you guys of how long it's taken you to get your results back. I mean, some people are like, it's been a month and a half and I still haven't oh, seen my results. I'm no, like, really? <laughs> I'm like, so what's the point after right. so many days? What's the point? Like basically after 14 days. Yeah. Don't even tell me. Just burn it. Like if it's gonna take that long. Honestly. I don't care. That's what that's what I was saying last week. Like mine said at the urgent care, they said it would be seven to ten business days. Well, mine came back, and so did your dad's actually, in three business days, right? And they were both negative. That's great. But honest to God, in seven to ten days, you're either going to be feeling better are feeling a hell of a lot worse. <laughs> and know for right? a fact that you have it at that point, you know? Yes. Like at some point, I you're mean, probably just going to be like, I got it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely got it. it. So but who I feel bad for is I feel bad for people that needed to go back to work, right? Like the people right. that are, and then if it's taking them a month and a half to get their results, then mm-hmm. and you, hell, you may you may get it again by then. You don't I even know. know, you know? I so know. It's I crazy. This whole process is, what is a crazy. Mess. What a mess. But I have, I'll tell you, I'm feeling, I woke up this morning actually feeling great. I made a grave mistake. And I don't know if there's anybody else like this in the whole entire world, but listen to this dilemma that I have in my body is I can't take cold medicine. And I always forget this until I do. And I only take it about once a year. But I the, the last problem that I was having, because I told you guys I was having a a lot of sunshine, right? Uh, <laughs> followed by, uh, and if you don't know what sunshine is, then you don't have to go back and listen to the other episodes. Diarrhea, uh, diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I, it was followed up by um, having some some really bad head congestion and like some nasal drip and stuff like that. So I um, I was decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to go, go get some cold medicine because it's get to, to a point my head's like pounding. So mm-hmm. I, I called Walgreens and they can like sell you stuff through the drive through. Uh, so you don't have to have, like, go inside, have contact with anybody. So I'm like, that's great. Uh, but I got one of those day and nighttime packs. Right. And I knew I'm mm-hmm. like, stay away. I'm pretty sure the nighttime stuff's not good for you. Y'all, I take the nighttime stuff and it makes me the crankiest human being ever the next day. Mm. Yesterday, I took it on Saturday night. So, you know, you're already listening a day behind, but I took it Saturday night. Sunday, I was like a zombie. I don't think I woke up till about 6 p.m. That stuff just knocks me out every single oh. time. My body just cannot, <laughs> cannot oh. handle it. 
That's the worst feeling too. It's not even it's not even like a hangover. No. You just feel like you just, just are in like another zone. I was like just picking fights with, with people. Yeah. Just <laughs> angry, like just uh, just picking fights online too. Just like, <laughs> like we were nice on our family call. Uh, yeah, that's uh, when I felt like I had the most energy was during that, and then it was downhill ever Which since. It was uh, nine o'clock your time, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the latest in the in the COVID drama over here. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know when I'll get the results, but don't worry. I'm checking every like three hours to see if my results have come back in. But mm-hmm. I guess uh, I guess we'll see. I got to update you too on something else. Uh, we started a mystery on this podcast on Friday's episode, and I told you that I was uh, I got an email on Thursday night from the company Tilly's that said I had made a purchase. Mm-hmm. Remember the story mm-hmm. and. I was asking you at the, because the shipping, like everything was in my name. Like obviously it was my credit card number. It was shipped to my name, but to an address over in Georgia. And what I told you as of Friday's show is that if there's anybody living in Canton, Georgia, because we have a lot of Georgia listeners, mm-hmm. to let me know because I want to see how much you know about this person's house. Maybe this could be somebody's <laughs> neighbor or something. I don't know, right? <laughs> And I had a lot of people from Georgia hit me up. I'm like, oh my God, I live near Canton. I can, I can, I can drive by. I can go check it out. Which is <laughs> really? So cool about the, um, about the podcast family because you guys are cool <laughs> like that. You got ready to start fights. Um, <laughs> we so protect all, each other. Yeah. yeah. So I get all excited because I'm like, well, this is cool. We can, we can make some progress in this story. I'm trying to find out because, again, the person who ordered this obviously had my credit card number. Mm-hmm. They obviously knew my name. They mm-hmm. knew my phone number. They just changed the digit to one off. So, like, mm-hmm. my, my phone number ends in a one, right? Yeah. Uh, the it, phone number they put on the submission ended in a two, but everything else was exactly the same. But they sent it over to Ken, Georgia. I told you on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, some random address. I've looked it up on the internet, and I can see the house exactly where it's going to go to. So... When I go back and I look at the address, because today I was going to start sending it to people so they can go start looking at it, <laughs> and I'm such a dummy. It's not in Canton, Georgia. It's in um, Cochrane, Georgia. Oh no, where is that? Uh, okay, so let me let me look this up on the map again. I, for some reason, I was just looking Cochrane, Georgia, which is. Let me see what's even. I'm going to zoom. Out. I'm on Google Maps right now. Hmm. It is about. Let me see the next closest city. You would take the 23 from Georgia. I mean, from Atlanta. Uh, it's south of Macon. It's south of Macon. It's south of Macon. Whoa. So Whoa. it's, it's south of Warner Robins for all the Georgia people. Way so we're talking down south. Yeah. It's, I would say two thirds of the way down south in Georgia. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to see maybe what else from is Atlanta. Near. Right. From Atlanta. Yes. And let me see again. What's the next? And Macon looks like it's probably maybe an hour away. Uh, yeah, maybe Eastman, Georgia. Nobody knows what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's near Dublin, kind of. I say it's between Dublin and Warner Robins. Okay. So, kind of give you an idea. It's actually near where I went to college. It is. It's not far from uh, Georgia Southern. From Statesboro. Yeah. This story now obviously gets even more interesting Mm -hmm. uh, because now, so I'm going to ask you the same question. I don't know how many people we have living outside the metro of Atlanta, Mm -hmm. but if you live in South Georgia Mm -hmm. and you listen to this podcast, and I don't know how big Cochrane, Georgia is, Mm -hmm. but 
if you would like to be a part of this mystery that we're trying to solve of who, who knows me, obviously it's somebody in Georgia Mm. that has all my information Mm. and they had my credit card information and they had my phone number and they had my full name. Um, let me know. Cause here's Mm. what I'm thinking I'm going to do. And tell me this sounds crazy, mom, because I just honestly just want to get to the bottom of it. I think I might write a letter to this address Mm. and just be like, Hey, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know who you are, but you obviously stole my information or maybe your house is just the address of like a pickup and like you have no idea that, you know, who this is, um, but somebody's stealing at your house. Mm-hmm. I think you got, you got some thievery going on and you're involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then make, cause I don't want to like, put too much, obviously like contact on me cause I don't know how people in Cochrane, Georgia go, are. Did you go on, excuse me, did you go on Google Earth and search the address to see yeah, if there's I mean, I, even I a, house see a house? There? I can oh, see it. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I can see everything, but I don't, okay. I just can't get the data of who actually lives there. So gotcha. what I'm thinking is I'm just going to go on there and write them a letter, right? A handwritten mm-hmm. letter, uh-huh. send it to them, uh-huh. no return address to it. But uh-huh. what I think I'll do is I'll set up like an email address that doesn't have my name or anything else and say, hey, I want to know what happened here and then see if they'll actually respond to that email. Hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I just want to get to the bottom of it. Like who? Who is it? Or am I just some, you know, just caught up in some type of uh, card ring, uh, credit card <laughs> ring? I don't know, you know? So... I'm going to, I think that's what I'm going to do as long as I, I'm just, I, I don't really want to get involved in it, but I'm kind of curious on, on what's mm-hmm. going on. So I'm going to write that letter tonight and then tomorrow I will, I'll share it on the podcast and we can kind of break it down. Okay. Um, I'm kind of with dad and tomorrow I want to bring dad on because I am getting a little bit concerned about the amount you're drinking for this <laughs> podcast. Uh Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, my mom it, it, when we first started this podcast, I said she, she didn't want to drink. Um, <laughs> she didn't want to encourage drinking on the show. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even know what broke, but one day she had decided to have a drink. And then the podcast got more interesting. <laughs> but today I reach out to her and I'm just like, okay, it's it's time for the show. And <laughs> I get no response back. And why, why didn't I get a response back? Because I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> And why, why did you I, fall asleep? I fell asleep. I had a, I had my glass of wine, right? Yeah. And Jim was actually, I was in the library and I was looking for some things for the show. And Jim was actually on his cell phone talking to a neighbor. And I just dozed off <laughs> with him just chatting away. And then all of a sudden I hear this ding. And I'm like, oh, that's me. And you're like, ready? I'm like, ready. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm asleep. <laughs> now, how many, how much wine did you drink today? I had, I had four ounces and the, I had four ounces and then I freshened it up with two. <laughs> so, so, right. I had six ounces. <laughs> I had six ounces. <laughs> what do you measure ounces out? Like, how do you? No, I, this, I can eyeball this, it. I'm this 67. Story's not even really adding up. I'm 67. <laughs> I've been drinking a while. Okay. Mom's I'm can, falling asleep on the job over I here. Can, I can eyeball it. <laughs> that's that's my concern. I don't mom, use a shot glass when I have liquor either. Mm-mm. 
I just feel no, like you're just take that bottle and go for it. <laughs> I'm just worried though that the podcast is starting to get to you. Like I just don't want you to So is this your way of telling me my time is up? No, I just don't know. <laughs> I just gotta balance that all that out. You no, know, don't I'm get like your dear. dad started. I have to live with him. I know. So tomorrow we'll bring him on. It's been a while since we've, we've caught up with him uh, we'll, anyway. I'd we'll love to tell you about his experience with a VA community clinic. No, He's been battling with that all week. And you know he never gives up. I know. And the customer's always right. So he's giving him hell over there. I'm sure he is. And we'll mm. talk to him tomorrow on that. Okay. Do you have a quote for today? I do. And let me just tell you that I've been thinking um, – today when I was awake about transitions, how 2020 is a year of transition for every single person in the world because of COVID, right? Sure. I think we've and all had a chip in some sense, right? We've all had to do that. And then I ran across a new book by um, Bruce Feeler, who is a wonderful, wonderful writer. I read his book, Abraham and Walking Through the Bible. This is not a religious book, this most recent one. He's written other books as well, Counsel for Dads and Making a Strong, Happy Life or something like that. But he's he has a new book out um, called Life is in the Transitions. And what he's talking about is how his life was you know, so linear and perfect in a straight line. He knew exactly where he was headed. And then a crisis hit. He actually was diagnosed with cancer. And then his dad tried to commit suicide. And then all these other things happened in his life, which created transitions for him and his family, his entire family. And he decided that he, that life is really about our stories and how none of our lives are linear anymore. You know, life is what happens right. when we're making other plans. And so he interviewed people all over the country that had gone through life transitions, and he's written a book about those stories. So I'm very excited to, to read that. Life is in sure. the transitions. But this quote, and I was thinking about your transition from radio to podcast and maybe back to radio, and your transition from being married and not being married. And certainly I've had my own transitions, you know, from being a decorator to then running a transitional housing program to then being ordained to then, you know, whatever, right. uh, then retiring. We've all gone through life transitions. So life is truly in the transitions. Uh, but this woman, Martha Beck, and I apologize, I have no idea who she is. Any transition serious enough to alter your definition of self will require not just small adjustments in your way of living and thinking, but a full-on metamorphosis. And I really believe that's true, mm -hmm. that transitions in our lives cause us to make dramatic changes into who we are and who we believed we were. And who we hope to be. Mm -hmm. Right? Change, is, change sucks. Like, change sucks at the beginning. It's the worst. And, like, as you're going through it, it's just the worst. I have a friend that texts me on Saturday night, and he told me that his wife of uh, 13 years uh, basically just walked out. Very similar situation to 
me and my ex-wife. And that's why he felt you know comfortable kind of opening up to me about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking about those early days because he kept saying things like, it doesn't even seem real. I just, I don't understand. It's so painful. And, you know, here I am. It's been, uh, what, about two and a half years? Mm-hmm. A, little, a little little over two years. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how much happier I am, how much healthier I am, mm-hmm. how much more whole of a person I am. But if you asked me back then, I'd be like, no, this is terrible. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And yes, I still haven't quite transitioned. I don't think until I get into another relationship or, um, or I don't, I don't know that I have to necessarily, I'm not, my life's not bound upon a relationship, but I don't know that I'm quite transitioned out of the divorce yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, cause I, I think if I was, I don't think it would still upset me. That's what I'm trying to figure out is how long post divorce are you still harboring any type of emotions? Like if my ex were to walk in today, I don't, I would still be pissed at her, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm still holding on to that. And Mm -hmm. I think that because a lot of therapists will say it takes half the amount of time that you were with the person to get over a person. So Mm -hmm. I was with her for 10 years and take me five years to finally get over. I'm trying to figure out exactly what that means because emotionally, you know, when it comes to feelings towards her, I'm over, Mm -hmm. but anger, resentment, I've still got all that, that kind of stuff towards her. I think, change and transition are a little bit different. Like change feels sort of temporary. Like, you know, you change your furniture or you change things in your life. But a transition means that you go through a change and Mm. you transitioned to another way of being. Right, mm-hmm. like like you're talking about how you're still holding on to a lot of negative emotions and that kind of thing. That's a transition. Is when you within yourself make the change and the shift. Right. Yeah. So in, in some ways, changes are, I guess, could be seen as external, whereas transitioning is really internal. Mm-hmm. It's psychological. Mm-hmm. It's more psychological. And I think you have to have both to them, right? Like you have got to have both of the, both sides of it. You can't just have one. You've got to have, you got to have both, right? You have to change physically, but also uh, emotionally or spiritually or something else on the inside too that really, I think, transforms. That's part of the transformation process, the internal and the external, right? It is. And, you know, here's another quote, but it, it just reminded me of it. it's William Bridges, and it, and he says, change is situational. Transition, on the other hand, is psychological. It is not mm. those events, but rather their inner reorientation or self redefinition that you mm-hmm. have to go through in order to incorporate any of those changes into your life. Yeah. So yeah. that that's Very what true. I was trying to say, even though he says it much more eloquently. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, well, let's take a quick break and we're going to come back here on the show. How much are you willing to give up of your life 
for the coronavirus. Think about that. It's next with Ask My Mom on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. And so happy to have another week with our friends over at BetterHelp. You know, I told you that I've been working with my therapist, Dr. Jag. Um, BetterHelp is cool because it's online therapy, but these are like qualified physicians. And why go sit in an awkward office when you can just sit in your, you know, your pajamas and you're in front of your laptop. <laughs> Which we never the, change out of. Right. <laughs> Why put on fake clothes to, you know, like, like you get your life together for a therapist when you really don't, you can just sit in front of your, your, uh, your computer and your, in your pajamas. It's honestly, it's really easy. I've enjoyed, you know, I'm on week two with Dr. Jag and basically we meet, uh, once a week over video chat and then we will, um, we'll uh, message back and forth a couple of times and it's been really helpful. And so if you've been thinking about getting therapy, this is, to me is like the easiest way in. It's like mm-hmm. the least intimidating through all my years of therapy. This has by far been the least intimidating way to do it. So hopefully you'll, you'll check it out. Betterhelp.com slash Kramer. They're great with things like depression and stress and anxiety and relationships and sleeping and trauma, and anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief and self-esteem. If it doesn't sound like you or hell, just 2020 alone, um, why don't you go to betterhelp.com slash Kramer and they've got so many people that are joining BetterHelp. They're now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Kramer. You can join over a million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, it's betterhelp.com, betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kramer. Do it for yourself in this year of transition. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we'll get to Ask My Mom here in a couple seconds on the show. Thank you to all of our certified fans. Man, we added a bunch last week, and they were all coming for the the cheese may that was the... uh, uh, Margarita Fest. It's so funny. I feel like it was forever ago we recorded that episode. I know it was just like two weeks ago, but um, uh, yeah, so part two got released yesterday and a bunch of people joined to hear the conclusion to that story, but our certified fans are people that donate $5 a month to the show because that literally that $5, that cup of coffee to you like keeps this show going. You have no idea as I'm crunching the budget over here, like how mm-hmm. helpful your $5 goes. So uh, what we like to do, my mom one time said whoop whoop to just one person. They were like, well, I want a whoop whoop. So now we are having to backtrack and whoop whoop every single human that uh, that is a uh, certified fan. So thank you. This is at least we can do. Jessica M from Chula Vista. Whoop whoop. Be- Becca Smith from La Mesa. Whoop whoop. And uh, Caroline P from San Diego. Whoop whoop. And Kim H from San Diego. Whoop whoop. And Chris N from. Chris is from San Diego as well. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> and don't forget Billy B. So shout it out. Billy B. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay. <laughs> Good. All right. Good. And Grateful listen, for you, you. 
if you haven't heard your name yet and you joined on, let's see, I'm a, I'm back at the 20th of July. So if you were on the 19th of July or before, I may have missed you, but other than that, don't worry, I'm going to get to you. We're going to get to you. We just got a lot of people to get through. So <laughs> we'd love to add your name to this list. It's so important. So if you want to support a free uncensored medium that a corporate cannot get their hands around, then please just text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. This week, there's a new contest for certified fans for uh, to win one of the Born for the Cheese May onesies. If you log on to the Facebook group, and I'll get an email out probably by today, you'll you'll get that email uh, that you get, you can you can do. It's an instant win kind of game. You just type in your, uh, your email address, and you find out if you're the winner. It's that easy. So a lot of fun mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, ask my mom. So we do this twice a week. It's questions that you may not feel comfortable asking other people and you haven't joined BetterHelp yet. So you instead come to the show and we try to break some of this down for you. And if you have a question, my mom obviously has been around for 67 years. She's got some experience and I don't know. I've seen I've seen some things in my lifetime. So <laughs> um, you can always email me. It's thatguykramer at gmail.com or you can just... Um, Send me a DM on Instagram. It's that guy Kramer. Okay. It says, Kramer, ask your listeners this question on the podcast. Okay. And by the way, when any of these questions, we really need you to chime in because, you know, your opinions too. Really, it's like a group effort here, right? It is. Uh, Just how much are we willing to give up for COVID? My absolute best friend since seventh grade is moving on Sunday. And on Saturday, she is having a get together at her house, at her house with some of our favorite people in the world. This would be my last chance to see her. The problem is that on Saturday, which would have been this previous Saturday, I get this message on um, Monday, uh, I came down with a bad headache, a sore throat. My taste is gone. I assume that I have COVID, but I'm not sure. My best friend says that, uh, that by then it's been seven days, and as long as my fever is gone, I should just come. We can keep our distance because they probably won't uh, be another time for the eight of us to get together ever again. If everybody knows, do you still think it's okay if I go if I don't have a fever? Love your podcast so much, and I'm so mad at your ex-wife. What a biatch. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that part of the story. That was just another day. Another <laughs> uh, yeah, like how much are we how much are we willing to give up? And I, I think this is a great question for everybody and maybe for some people that have given up a lot during this time, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe you had to give up your wedding date. And maybe there's some people that are like, F it. I, I risked it because there's no way I'm letting this, this disease or this, you know, this virus try to interrupt my life when it comes to blank. Some things I understand, like, listen, I, we all get it. There's nobody sitting around being like, we love just having to keep our lives on hold. So <laughs> question is where is that line where is your own personal line when it comes to COVID-19 mm-hmm. uh, mom and I think that's different for each one of us I mean for instance you know I live with your dad who is, has cancer so I'm probably overly cautious and he's overly cautious because of that um, I didn't go to my brother's you know memorial service because I knew that I would be exposed to a lot of different people. Um, and, you know, and Maggie's in the dilemma now about her, um, her sister, yeah, my daughter, your sister, about her bachelorette party because she wants to go to the beach in October. 
and half of her bridesmaids feel good about it, half of them don't. And so what the conclusion we came to was maybe it's best to just extend the invitation to them all and let them all decide for themselves based on their own situation. A couple of them are pregnant, you know. Right, right. One of them's a school teacher. I mean, they all have, you all have different lives. So I think we have to make the best decisions we can based on our life circumstances um, as to what we do. I don't know what I would tell this this woman other than to do the best thing she thinks for herself and for her situation. I don't know if she is exposed to her elderly parents. You know, I don't I don't know her situation enough. Um, and even if, even if I did, this is not a time really to pass judgment, right? This is hard. I mean, this but is or is it? Is it or isn't it? I know, I well, know it I is. I mean, we all need to do the obvious things. Like, we don't need to be hanging out in bars. We don't need to be going to parties with 50 people. You know, we, we don't need to be going to restaurants and sitting on top of each other. You know, we need to do common sense things. We need to wear our mask. Um, we need to social distance when we can. It sounds like that this person's already aware of that. Um, and certainly we need to wash our hands. I mean, we, do, we need to do the basics. But sure. for life-changing things, for things that maybe may be a once-in-a-lifetime thing, I mean, that was a hard decision for me not to go to my brother's memorial service. But I knew in my heart it was the right decision for me and my family. And my sister-in-law certainly understood. Um, You know, it's hard. It's just hard. I think we all have to make our own decisions about what's best for us. It's the same thing with people sending their kids back to school. Oh, my God, what a dilemma. You know? I know. There's pros and cons on both sides. And I'm so grateful that I don't have kids or grandkids right now and have to make those kind of hard decisions. Right. I know yeah, that's, I mean, that really is the question. Like, like, are you, what are you willing to, to give up now? You know, with me, I might have it. So I've been really cautious about what I do. Like I'm really trying to not be around anybody. I just had my, uh, sprouts pickup order done. Cause I still I mean, I don't live with anybody. So any kind of things I have to do, I gotta do by myself. So right. I, uh, you know, I, I went to Sprouts, but I had my order, you know, set up for delivery or for pickup and I could, um, just roll the window down and have my mask on. I told her to put it in the back. And so, uh, I just know that I, I feel so bad for so many people out there that have lost their job. Cause obviously I have, I have it from a different perspective as someone that's, you know, having to financially struggle right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want this to last one day longer than it has to. Right. You know, I've seen people's businesses being shut down or people out of work. And I feel like a real jerk just because I want to go to somebody's backyard barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, like as a, I always see things in like a big hole, like, you know, like, like the, the, the whole picture, not as just like my individual situation, but how mm-hmm. is it going to affect me? Now let's just say that you go and you infect just one person. That one person doesn't know for freaking however long CVS decides to take for these tests to come back. Mm-hmm. And then they're out there. It's just like, uh, on and on and on and on and on, you know? But then again, like I trust me, I totally get it. Would I go? No. Um, but I'm not trying to say I don't understand. I do think it's selfish, but it's sometimes in life you have to be selfish Mm -hmm. and seeing your best friend in the world 
for the last time, I mean, damn, you know, like, is that worth giving up? I mean, mom, in hindsight, do you feel bad by missing your, your brother, uncle Jimmy's funeral? No. You no regret? No. Yeah. No. I just wonder if you would regret it. Like if your friend were to go and then you look back and said, I wish I would have just gone or maybe for like a little bit and you wore a mask the whole time. And everybody wore a mask and you, I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. Uh, phone number, of course, 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. Um, you can call us and why don't you tell us like either what you did or did not sacrifice in the name of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do you feel about that afterwards? Like, did you, maybe you were like, no, I'm going to go see my friend's birthday, you know, my friend's birthday party. But then like half the people got sick or something. You felt like, like trash or right. maybe you did miss something. You're like, damn it. I wish I would have just gone. I think there's some, so many different perspectives. And you know, this, this virus is so random. It's I know. So, I know. It's so hard to know. You can't know. You I know. You cannot know where it's going to hit and who it's going to hit. I know it. You so true. Can't, so you can't know. 888-Kramer8. 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. And that's uh, that's it for today, Mom. That's all, <laughs> all we got for you. Okay. It's a good all day. Right. It's a good it day. It was. No. I love you. Love you forever. Let's do some good news. I packed good news in here towards the end because I want you to feel good when you leave. That's really the, the main point of this. And let's go to Wisconsin. There's two guys named Tom and Joe. And back in 1992, they swore, listen, if either of us ever wins the Powerball, we're going to split the winnings no matter who bought the ticket, right? Well, Tom, last month, froze up because he was like, wait a minute. Holy crap. I just won $22 million in Powerball. And so, of course, he calls Joe. He's like, Joe, holy crap. Guess what? We just won Powerball. And Joe is like this avid fisherman. So he's like, are you jer- are you jerking my bobber? I'm guessing that's what Joe sounds like. I have no idea. Are you jerking my bobber over here? Uh, the odds of winning Powerball, by the way, one in 300 million. And Tom's like, that's it. We done, man. Put in his two weeks notice and retired upon learning this news, which is good for him. Uh, neither of them have extravagant plans on winning, uh, what to do with their winnings, but they both took home nearly $6 million after taxes, which of course now they're looking forward to having more, um, more time with their family and they're, they're older guys. I'll put the video down in the show notes of, of these two. Hey, my boy, you're off retiring and join my family. I got grandchildren, great grandchildren, and I'm looking to spend time with them while worrying about if I got time to go and where we can go and afford it, whatever. I can't think of a better way to retire. I don't know, though. I feel like there's going to be a deadline on those kind of agreements because what are we getting ourselves into? Remember, like, back when you were in kindergarten and you made the agreement with, like, your your crush? Like, if we're not married by 20, we're going to get married no matter what. And can that person still call you back and be like, you said it. <laughs> like, if I win, if I win $22 million, I don't know that I'm calling. I'm calling old Joe or Tom. I don't know. I think I'm just going to... Just, just take it and run, right? <laughs> but that's that's good on them. I want to tell you a cool story now out of uh, out of Canada. So this is two Jamaican immigrants named Mo and Carolina, and they both settled in Canada and they wanted to make the best out of their adopted homeland experience, right? Well, Ellis, the dad is now working two jobs to support his family and help pay his wife's college tuition. He joins this club called the Dad Club London to kind of network and feel more closely connected with his community. 
And he found it on Facebook, and he likes the group, so he decides to go to one of the uh, the they have like meetups, and he, he's into it. So let's fast forward now to a couple months later, where the president of the club named Jeremy McCall, Jeremy posted a Black Lives Matter message on the the group's Facebook page, and Ellis is really touched by this, and he reaches out and he says that, hey, listen, I really appreciate you saying this. Just to let, tell you a little bit about my story, I'm I've been the target of racial slurs. While I'm working my second job, and he says, "Not just me; it's happening to." Uh, and if you're not mentally strong, it can take a toll on you. Well, of course. Well, Jeremy is like, "Oh hell no!" Pretty much, he's like, "This is not, this is not okay with me." So what he does is he organizes a secret fundraiser to show Ellis and his family how much the community supported them, and contributions came in from all over. The police uh, union chipped in, seventy families and numerous businesses, and the group was able to raise seven thousand dollars and arranged a get together last month to surprise Mo. The family thought it was just going to be like a regular dad club meeting, but they were everybody was invited. So everybody kind of got quiet in the parking lot, and uh, the members were standing six feet apart. And the club gave them just an amazing boost of love. So for their daughter, they found the biggest Lego set that they could find. And uh, Mo was given a prepaid MasterCard to help with their living expenses. And finally, Caroline was in disbelief. You have to go watch this video in the show notes because she unfolds this check to pay for college tuition. Jeremy, the president, made a speech and said, what happened to you doesn't represent this community. We don't stand for that. When you said, I guess that's just the way the world is, it broke our hearts, and that can't be the way. And we won't let it be. We together stand as a community against racism. It feels really good. I had no idea. I had no idea. The last thing I saw posted in the dance club was helping out a cause. And I was down probably like my last hundred dollars <laughs> and I messaged Jeremy and said how do I donate because I'm like little there's a saying that little is much especially when God is in it or yeah so and once you lend a helping hand with a willing heart it will always come back to you I, I so I'm, I'm still I'm still taking all this in i think it's cool i think it's just a a way to step up you know we're talking about what else can white people do we just got to be supportive like however we can i think this is just another way of of doing it okay now uh made me laugh here at the very end and i i'm sure at some point no matter how you felt you probably thought you had the coronavirus at some point right over the last four months like even like no matter what your symptoms were you're like oh no the coronavirus so um i uh, one of my favorite listeners of chill sent me this video she's like this is so you and i don't know listen i don't know that i have it i just know i had sunshine and a fever and head congestion and head congestion and and the uh, um fever and sunshine are all they're all symptoms so uh, she sent me this video. It's by the Holderness family. I forgot what they became famous off of years ago. There's one viral video that just went crazy. And I, they kind of drive me crazy sometimes. They're always releasing some silly stuff. But this one, though, I mean, this one hits a little different for me. Listen to this. She went out to eat on a Saturday night. She was fearing for her life. And the restaurant girl wasn't wearing a mask. We all said she's crazy.
hypochondriacs can understand. The whole video is down in the show notes if you want to go share it. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to this show. I appreciate you so incredibly much. I wish there was something I could do to show you how much I appreciate you, but like one to 10 is definitely a 10. Um, we have a merch store. I'd love for you to go check out. Maybe there's something you would just like, would love to go get. We have the, the um, give me the cheese made mugs that are still in stock. We got the baby onesie that's selling fast this week. And uh, so just text the word merch, M-E-R-C-H to 888-Kramer8. And I would love to send you uh, to link to go check out and see if there's something you can buy to support the show. All right. Thank you so much. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Have a great day. Hi, Kramer. I just finished listening to the Ask My Mom segment where um, the man was deleting voicemails from his coworker. And I actually recently found out my boyfriend was deleting, I stumbled upon it accidentally, but he was deleting some messages. I didn't call him out on it. I feel like it was a one-time offense, so I'm just trying to let it go for now. But I did make sure to play the part where your mom gave her advice. Uh, I played that while we were both folding laundry together in the room. And I just sat there and Listen to the podcast while we were folding laundry, pretending like nothing was happening. So hopefully he took the hint. And uh, love you guys. Love your podcast. And love you forever. Thank you. Hello, Kramer. This is Erin from Los Angeles. I was calling because you were talking about the segment in regards to your dating and dating disasters. Um, I think you should continue it, but have callers. If you can get callers to call in on their own dating disasters. It would be awesome to hear, or even like interviewing them, probably just, you know, get them to call in and then, I mean, either way, it would be awesome because then you can hear about like other people's dating disasters (laughs) and it'll just be amusing and, and fun to listen to. And maybe if you're like chatting with them, it'd be good, that'd take a lot more time. But maybe just like the calls, that come in if you could get like enough of us so and then if you wanted to do like the mom thing that could be cool I you know for all the moms out there or maybe you could kind of switch off you know the mom segment and then the dating disasters but I really like the idea of dating disasters and if other people have them because I'm sure I'm sure they have them all right talk to you later bye Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.